Welcome, everybody, to another great episode of the Beyond Normal Podcast. We have a very special guest, a founder who is focusing on our health in many different aspects. I want to introduce everybody to Namdi Wigwe. He is the founder of Mindset, which is an incredible app and platform that's aiming to expand the, the human experience when it comes to building relationships through limitless expression. So I want to bring Nami to the stage and have him share a little bit about this great platform that he's building for everybody to utilize moving forward. How's it going, Nami? Hey, Kenny, what's up? How you doing, man? Can't complain, can't complain. Glad you're able to be on our platform today. Share a little bit around what you got going on with Mindset. So if you're ready, I want to dive right into things with you. Is that okay? Let's go. Let's do it. All right, cool. So I want to... Take a step back before you getting to this point of creating this this incredible company. Like, tell folks a little bit about your background that got you to this point now, where you want to uh, take on that cap of being a founder. Yeah, perfect. Sounds good. So, I'm not going to give you like the whole spiel because we'll be here for hours. But um, uh, from New York, you know, I was a collegiate athlete at the University of Auburn. Growing up, prior to that, you know, I was always put in positions where. Um, I was empowered. I felt like I was stronger. I had a great support system. Um, going into college, uh, I felt like I was at the peak of my career, really had a lot of aspirations to achieve greatness, you know, and essentially that meant uh, becoming a professional athlete. Becoming a professional athlete was very important to me because of the platform and wealth it can provide me. That way I can make changes in the, in the world. Um, I, I, I see people calling Nick the person that was able to use football to have a platform to create a movement, right? And that was, you know, bringing um, acknowledgement to police brutality. And I thought that becoming a professional athlete, yes, I did love football, but it has gave me the ability to do similar things to what Colin Kaepernick did in regards to impact. Um, when I started playing college football, um, I had four back-to-back gruesome injuries from an ACL tear to a separated disc in my back to a fractured ankle. And then my final season, my most important season, where I literally put all my eggs in one basket and never had one any harder than I ever did in, in anything in regards to life to achieve my dreams. Fourth, fifth game into the season, playing pretty well. I injured my knee again, my LCL, MCL, and meniscus. Um, unfortunately, it ended up sidelining me for the remainder of the season. Um, and that was really devastating to me at that given time. I thought, damn, like this is it for football. But, you know, I, I still try to pursue it. And, you know, eventually the doors did close and it ended up putting me into the the darkest stage or the darkest moments into my life because I indirectly put all this pressure on myself to make the world a better place and change now. And that, that wasn't only for my family, making sure, you know, like, you know, kids growing up, their dreams to retire their parents. But that was also for the aspiration to build shelters, you know, hospitals, et cetera. So when football was taken away from me, I felt like that dream of mine was was vanished and I, I wouldn't have the ability to do that. I felt like I let the whole world down um, and it really put me into that dark moment that I, I, I talked about. So I ended up moving, right? Uh, I was in New York at the time, and I felt like my, my city kind of acknowledged me and saw me for that professional athlete, that, that star athlete. And when I came back to the city, that's everything that I was reminded of. I needed a break away from that, so I moved to Atlanta. And in Atlanta, I was able to kind of 
really get to know myself and, and explore and understand the impact and legacy that I actually want to create in this world. And, and just using my experiences, aligning it to my purpose and my passion and abilities, um, it, it brought me to this moment where I was able to start thinking and creating this app that I am. Appreciate that, that breakdown there, Namdi. The, the athlete experience, that journey that a lot of athletes are on, um, you know, the ones that make it to, to, the, to college and even to the professional level, in many aspects, you're unicorns, right? Because yeah. you have to persevere and make it through so much. Um, and then you coming back home, I can only imagine, right? You're still wearing that athlete tag, right? Everywhere you go. The, the athlete journey is definitely real. And I think there's some parallels to what you're doing now, right? Because now you're in tech, right? So I want to get into that a little bit as well, right? You're in tech along with being a founder. How did you transition through some of those, those low times uh, of you being an athlete and not ultimately going down that path and going into to something else? Like, tell us a little bit about how that transition was uh, for you going from an athlete to what you what you will call yourself now. For sure. Yeah, that was a great question because I really felt like those were the defining moments of my life thus far. Um, me moving to Atlanta was for me to get away from everything that made me feel comfortable. I wanted to force myself to be in an uncomfortable situation, right? Purposely because I knew ultimately I would have to kind of truly search for myself and believe in my faith and continue to march forward. So, um, I transitioned to Atlanta and I started working as a software engineer at GE. At that given time, I still didn't understand my purpose. You know, every single morning I would drive and I would listen to a sermon. You know, in, in these moments, I wanted to truly rely on God and my faith because I feel like in your lowest moment, that's all that you truly can do. Uh, I remember like listening to a sermon and in that sermon, it talked about the need for community, the need for vulnerable expression the need for people to not judge people based off of how they're feeling in regards to a particular emotion and even called out the importance and impact of support groups. And, you know, he, this, the sermon mentioned, like, wouldn't it be great for us to have like a virtual support group? And it instantly like kind of ignited a, a, a light or a fire in my mind to question, is there anything like this out here? While Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, you know, you can kind of see these conversations, you know, happening in regards to like emotional, physical, spiritual, and mental well-being, right? People pursuing it, people expressing themselves vulnerably. It's not the centralized platform to do so. So I, I remember getting excited driving to work, already thinking about, oh, I can't wait to kind of mess this out. Uh, I went to Walmart, got, got a whiteboard, uh, came back to my bedroom, taped it up, and I started brainstorming. Uh, that whole process was invigorating, right? Challenging. I knew this was something that I, I couldn't truly think about myself. I reached out to a whole lot of psychologists, therapists, podcasters. I did a lot of market research on the people that are actually consuming this content in regards to emotional, physical, spiritual, and mental well-being, and the people that are also contributing and, and creating this user-generated content. Got a lot of understanding of what makes the space so unique, and then I just started mapping it out my background in regards to like being a software engineer and then being promoted and becoming a product manager allowed me to understand who my target audience is, what do they want, and then how I can deliver and execute on it. Thanks for that breakdown there, Namdi. And I appreciate you being able to 
talk talk a little bit about one, that moment, right? Where you heard something, you heard one piece of audio, and it seems like that resonated with you. And then that next step was for you to really whiteboard things out and make it very simple and see, you know, what's out there. And you've been having conversations with people to validate this idea. And I think a lot of times when somebody has that one light bulb moment, that's the next step, having as many conversations <laughs> as you possibly can. Yeah. And I appreciate you shouting out podcasters there because we have a lot of conversations yeah. on this platform, obviously having conversations with founders like yourself. But it seems like that was a real big moment for you, right? The way you just mapped it out, almost like movie, movie picture style. Like I, yeah. I can see it in a movie, right? Having that initial light bulb moment to now where you, you're starting to see some of those thoughts come to fruition. I'm curious. I want to pivot a little bit into, okay, now you're a founder. Yeah. Right. Which isn't easy. Yeah. And, and you and you discussed a little bit around, you know, you, you've gone through this period where you're learning about yourself. You're learning what you really want, want to to do with your life. What's what's the impact you want? So I'm curious, like through all that. Right. There's always these learnings about what we're good at and what what, what maybe our opportunity areas. So for you as a founder, wearing that founder hat, like what, what's one of the, the strengths that you've relied on going through? this journey, creating this business. And then on, on the flip side of that, like what's what's an opportunity area, an area that, you know, you need to focus just a little bit more on because um, you may have not had the, these experiences in the past or that's just an area that you see as an opportunity to grow moving forward. Gotcha. So two things. So um, at first, it definitely uh, wasn't really a weakness, but I realized immediately that no one's going to believe in your vision. No one's going to believe in your mission until you believe in it, right? And I felt like in the initial stages of my journey, I was seeking a lot of validation from a lot of people, right? I wanted people to say like, oh, this is an amazing idea. This is a great idea, right? And, you know, when you think about mental health, physical health, all, mental health especially, spiritual health too, emotional health as well, not more so physical health, you know, not a lot of people grasp on to that concept. So it's hard for me to actually sell that, especially to like people that look like me. Because now me speaking on it, people kind of seen it as gibberish. Like I'm not going to lie to you and make it seem as if I was talking about all these things prior to what I went through. So when I started talking about it, everyone thought it was a facade, right? But they didn't feel what I felt. They didn't go through what I went through. And I thought to myself, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm not making it for my friends my families, my peers, or those so I could possibly be making it for, like my impact goes beyond that. So I had to start thinking about, okay, perseverance, right? And, and like the stages to get to where I want to get to and stop seeking validation from other people. So once I was able to kind of get rid of that notion, I felt like I was able to kind of walk in my stride and run at a good race to then execute my goals. So in short, I think it's all about believing in yourself truly, right? Don't let anyone stomp on your dreams, right? Because they're your dreams. It's not other people's dreams, right? When you are seeking validation for other people, you know, it stops becoming your dreams and it becomes somebody else's. So that was something that I instantly tapped into because, you know, this whole founder lifestyle is very cyclical, right? The motion run high and low at any given part of the day. But the thing that must remain just your resilience and your perseverance. Because when you think about life, when you think about sports, when you think about adversity, right, it's never smooth sailing. But if you believe in yourself, you're always going to come out the other side victorious, whether that's through lessons 
or through success. So that's more so of the, my, my strengths. And, and that's some like advice and tips I can give to anybody, right? And that's just a life tip that I really incorporated into my, my founder strategy. Um, in regards to weaknesses, right? Growing up, I'm super hard-headed, I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I grew up, I was the middle child, right? Uh, um, my brother went to college like pretty early on, you know, so I was like the only boy in the house for a given time with two sisters. Um, I was a captain, so I always thought that I had to lead, I had to do things by myself, right? As much as I love sports and like the team concept, I was always independent in my execution. I always felt like I can do things by myself. And that was certainly for me seeing how my dad like went about his life, right? My dad came from Nigeria to America and just grinded and hustled, put his head down and made a way. So me following that blueprint, you know, it's contagious, right? It's toxic in a sense um, and it's beneficial in others. But when you're growing as a founder and you're building a team, you're going to plateau at a particular point where you may get burnt out, you may run out of ideas. And even the ideas that you're putting out is your own ideas. And you can't trap yourself into thinking that everything that you're thinking is the right way to go. And, you know, they owe, there's that mantra, like, if you want to go far, you know, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go with others. So once I started incorporating this team aspect, head of business development, head of user, user experience, head of psychology, head of digital branding, head of mental health community and community engagement. I've never felt this, this impactful in the things that I'm doing now, right? Because we're all leaders in a sense, we all collaborate and the ideas and the things that we're doing right now make sense more than it's ever been because we're not falling into like group think. So that was like a weakness I had, right? But I'm turning that weakness into a strength as we speak and it's blossoming into something beautiful. Appreciate you, uh, you know, elaborating on that there, Nomni, and, and being so transparent and open with us around that strength of yours and then that opportunity, right? Uh, in, for you, like that opportunity, like you said, just with your upbringing, it is like you feel like you need to lead all the time. Yeah. Uh, but in this current environment, you're building out a team, right? And so part of that is you're going to probably be hiring people okay. that are better at you in certain things, right? Um, yeah. and that's yeah. okay, right? Exactly. Being the boss, like you get to be the boss and then have people who are really talented around you who are driving the day-to-day while you always own that strategy, that that long-term vision um, like you laid out there. I'm curious, with you going through this, with, with, with you going through that experience, knowing that that's an opportunity for you, is there something that you feel like as the founder that you just always have to own? You know, yeah. you know, you can't really pass it to anybody else because, you know, this is something that you feel like a founder, you being the, the one that it all falls down on, right? It's on your shoulders in terms of the success of the business. What's that one thing? It's the vision, right? It's the vision because I feel the pain, you know, like I, I have the experience and I'm not, I'm not diminishing or saying that people haven't, you know, felt this type of pain, but like the, this vision that I have, sometimes I can't even communicate it, right? And and that's why when we talk about like, what's the vision for mindset, right? It's to create a, a world of world being, you know, where we ultimately are able to come to a place and achieve peace, right? For me, it goes beyond the app, right? For me, it's events, it's photo shoots, it's gatherings, it's merchandise and products. But obviously I understand that it's a marathon, right? 
and I can't keep on just talking about the vision because we won't get so far if we're only looking up, right? I mean, you want to look up and maybe even diagonal, but if you're looking up, you're not able to take the proper steps to get there, right? So the, the vision is something that like I, I, I truly can't let go of. I, I allow people to kind of give feedback to it, to kind of massage it a little bit, but only I know in my heart where I want to take this, right? And at the end of the day, like I said, I'm, I'm on my team, I know I have writers. I know I have people that will, like, don't want to be morbid, but, like, die for this cause that are truly, truly obsessed with making the world a better place. But, you know, my sleepless nights, my pain, you know, my frustration with this founder process is all because I want to be able to make this world the best that it can possibly be, right? I want to pay it forward that way when, you know, I that I'm able to leave a legacy and impact and say that I left this world better than what it was before. And, and, and that's my vision at the end of the day, right? And like, that's my purpose. And, and, and that's something that I won't let anyone ever take away from me. Appreciate you there, Nomni, owning that vision. That's a big one. That's a heavy one to, uh, to make sure you always have on your shoulders. Um, but I think that's important as you being the leader, ultimately, of the business. Um, and so, you know, with that, I want to dig a little bit into the, to the experience because uh, I know you you've done some uh, some piloting, some small rollouts where you're testing and gathering data. So tell folks a little bit uh, for those who who aren't aware, like what's the experience like uh, for folks that that are logging into this app? What can they look forward to um, as you look to uh, release to the masses? Gotcha. So like there's an as is process, and then there's a a future process, right? So for many of you on that's viewing this podcast right now, you guys won't know that. Prior to Mindset, the app, the vision was called Addy. And Addy was an acronym for Aspire to Inspire. Um, and, 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 and in a nutshell, it's kind of similar, but we're doing things a different way. Our target audience is kind of similar as well, but we're breaking out new features, removing other things, right? So in the process of Addy, it was kind of more so of a beta and alpha release uh, where we wanted to allow users to kind of, you know, want to give users so many features and then determined by the data analytics what people use the most, what people use less frequent, build around that, get feedback, understand the pain points, challenges, and then pivot where necessary. To break it down into three pillars, I tell people this all the time. You know, Addy was a place where one you can research on, you know, you know, physical, emotional, uh, mental. And, and spiritual health topics pertaining to you, your loved one, or just society in general. Um, secondarily, being able to socialize with people with relatable experiences, right? Because it's very rare that your peers around you are the people that you can talk to in regards to everything in your life, right? It's a blessing if that's the case, but essentially that's not the end all be all, right? But there's someone in the world possibly has walked a mile in your shoes and that can relate to you on a more intimate and more impactful level. And that's the community that Addy provided. And then lastly is where I intertwine the whole social networking experiences with other experiences similar to BetterHelp, Talkspace, et cetera, right? I'm building a revolutionary e-commerce platform into the app where people are able to source resources, whether it's therapists, life coaches, fitness instructors, yoga instructors, um, business coaches, 
in order for them to grow in the way that they want to grow, right? Because the, the 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 staple in the app is progression and not perfection. And that's like the whole vision of the thing, right? Come as you are, whether you're on your lowest or highest point, and 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 feed a community of people that want to be inspired or aspire, right? People that are seeking for help, seeking for growth, or you just coming onto a platform to just pay it forward and just you know rub off your enthusiasm or your realness, your vulnerability to other people um, that may need it as well. So that that's where we are right now. Um, we got a lot of feedback. It was amazing, right? We had about 3,000 followers, um, um, but we took a very conservative approach. And now understanding our, 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 our feedback and our data points, we interviewed over about like hundreds of people just asking like, what do you like about it? What don't you like about it? And I really encourage them to kind of destroy the app. Like, tell me like what you hate about it. And we got a lot of great stuff. Like some people were talking about how, um, you know, like they want to share so much. Like this was a great, great data point, right? We saw that there was over like 600 saved drafts, right? You know how on Twitter you can save a draft. We saw about over 600, 700 saved drafts, right? And you kind of was curious, why is that happening? It's because people want to express, but people don't want to overshare. People don't want to be super vulnerable. People are scared to be judged, but they like to release, right? So now in this newer version, we're, we're, we're figuring out ways to get people that, um, that ability to scale their vulnerability, share as much as they want to, communicate how they want to, set restrictions in regards to who can interact with them, how they would like to be interacted, right? Because we want to give a space where everyone communicate freely in the way that they want to. So no, pivoting into mindset, we're addressing all of these pain points, these feedbacks, um, the data points, and making data-driven solutions to now not giving the users what we feel like they want versus what they need. And I think mindset address, addresses all the gaps, and I'm really excited for us to launch that um, this upcoming summer. Appreciate that there, Namdi. Uh, you, you touched on quite a few things there, the transition. You're, you're willing to transition in terms of your brand into something new. Mindset's a new name. But then I think you, you really touched on something there around, you know, encouraging users to destroy the app, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's a beyond normal concept, right? Most people think, okay, like I don't want people touching my baby. Like I don't want them to, to, to ruin it, right? But um, feedback uh, to, a, to a business, whether it's positive or negative, it, it's, it's good, right? That's currency. Um, okay. You mentioned like knowing, it, it seems like you know the numbers, right? Those 3,000 individuals, users that have used your platform, they're probably some mix. Yeah. Of, uh, experiences in there, right? But that that's what is going to get you to that next iteration. And, and it sounds like you're you're well on your way to having thousands of different iterations, right? Because you're already in the hundreds, right? But that's yeah. okay because that shows that you're moving forward. Exactly. Like you know, at, at one point I was actually very very frustrated, right? Because I wasn't getting any negative feedback. I'm like, yo, I know this is not perfect. I look at it and I. And I'm just like, I know there can be more, but I didn't want to make those decisions without the feedback from other people. Think about you giving me this feedback is going to be essential for the growth of not only this company, but for the world, right? Like that was like my visionary perspective. So once I kind of opened the floodgates, right? It's like, be careful what you ask for. I got so many, like, you know, I'm not going to say negative feedback, but a lot of feedback that was like, hey, I don't like this. I don't like that. People saying like, 
you know, this is ugly. I don't like this. Like, oh, I, I hate this. And like, that was perfect for me because that was a real raw emotion. I had one person that told me like, hey, the purpose is great, but like, I'm lazy and this app is too much. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's, what do you mean you're lazy, right? Like, come on the app and be intentional. But when you think about Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you can seamlessly scroll down a timeline for two hours, think it's only 10 minutes and be and be lost in it. You know, you don't have to be super focused to be utilizing the app. So like while like mindset is an app for intentionality, right? I want it to be seamless, as simple as possible. That way people can go to an app the same way they go to Instagram and be able to express themselves and feel good or feel more, right? It's not all about feeling good, but feeling more. That way you can uncover, unpack in the easiest way possible and then move forward in your life, right? So, so yeah, it's, it's essential. Like, it's essential. It's, it's, it's something that, like, you're on the fence about because it's your baby at the end of the day. But the only way for your baby to grow is to, like, you know, you know nurture it and, and, and make sure you guide it in the right direction. Oh yeah, no, do you get into it there? Like I feel like that secret sauce, uh, with you, you know, uh like digging into why, you know, good or bad, like you said, it's like you got you gotta take it for what it's worth. And then you, you brought up a great point. The social media networks, all the the the, the tech com- driven companies that we all use each and every day, um, they're doing a lot of these iterations at an exactly. incredible pace. Exactly. And that's how they keep their advantage. Exactly. And, and, and so you having that mindset early on, like I can only imagine where you're going to be in a year, three years, five years down the road. Uh, so I got to ask, right, you know, my last uh, a question, like, you know, what's that long term vision? Uh, I know you have the vision for, for mindset, but what does that look like, like in, in terms of real world impact for you? A long term, you can have a goal, say, for for the next year or some, you know, some founders actually share with us, you know, like, what's that world domination look like 10 years down the road? Yeah, I, I, I think you, like, what's that looking like for you now? Yeah, I'll take the world domination route because that, that's easy to say. You know, the steps in between it is the ones that are harder because you got to be more strategic. But at the end of the day, a lot of you now, and I want to sound cliche, you can ask all my people that know me is. I want to make the world a better place, right? And I think the best way that you can do it is to empower people, right? It breaks my heart to see people that are alone, that feel, that are insecure, that don't have that self-love, right? It breaks my heart to see that, you know, people are, 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 are driving this, you know, comparison narrative and they don't think that they're good enough based off of what they're else seeing in society. Um, so I feel like if I'm able to, create something, create a vehicle that shows people that they love, show people that they're cared for, show people that they're supported and show people that they're poured into will then empower them to do the same thing to others, right? So this is revolutionary. I think it's like a domino effect because just how like my life was impacted to get me to this position is contagious because when I speak to my friends, I'm spitting the same thing to them, right? Like I don't want my friends to have their head down, right? allow them to vent, allow them to be vulnerable, but I, I, I try to encourage them to understand it's a bad day, not a bad life, right? I don't let them, like the whole toxic positivity thing is like, and like oozing, like, okay, like it's not that bad, it's not that bad. You can fall into a trap. So I want people to heal. I want people to understand the why. I want people to grow. And then I want people to then be the same person 
that I was to them for them to be to other people. And I think truly that's how we make the world a better place, right? If everyone is secure, if everyone is empowered, if everyone feels loved, cared, and supported the right ways, everyone is listened to, right? And you're not suppressing these emotions, right? Because it's like a ticking time bomb. If you're not suppressing these emotions, you're able to release and express and get more understanding. I think there'll be better engagement through hum- like humanity. And I think that will then invoke a, a better world for society. Like, like I said, when I leave this planet, I just want to make sure that everyone feels loved, cared for, and I want it to be a better place. Appreciate that 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 uh, you closing us out, Nandi, uh, there and, and giving us that glimpse into how you're thinking about that long term vision uh, for the company. Um, you know, in closing, I do want to thank you again for coming on the platform. I'm so excited uh, to see uh, what you're going to make uh, of mindset now. Um, so, so I love the new branding. Um, I know you and the team are, are working hard. I know your team is, is built out and, and growing as well. But in closing, you know, uh, what do you want to leave that last thought for folks who, who are listening in in terms of, uh, you know, what's going on for mindset and even broader, right? Because um, we have a lot of founders that listen to our, our podcast, right? So I'm curious, like, you know, what's that lasting thought you want to have for those who are listening in? So too, for mindset... I know it's my babies. I'm going to always talk about it highly. But, like, in a nutshell, I want to create a place. You know, I want to create a world of well-being where people come to it to find peace, right, at any given stage of their life. I break it down into, you know, it's obtaining the minds that people talk about the Mamba mentality, right, and the Mamba mentality seed worldwide in sports. But, you know, creating this mentality where people understand that, like, you know, let me live in the moment, let me understand and let me grow, right? Because that's the only way for us to truly experience life and become better people. It can't, it can't be about the past. It can't be about the future. It got to be about the now and understanding how I can be better, you know, a second from now, a minute from now. And, and that's the environment that I'm trying to create. Raw, limitless expression. That way people can truly understand your mind and we can grow from that as a community. Um, so that's from like mindset, right? I think it's better. Like I say, like just think about it as if it's an Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, but the the rawest form of of, of, of communication through our human experience and our emotions. Um, in regards to um, being a founder and, and this journey, I always end it off like this because this is what keeps me going, right? And, and it's 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 something that the late great Nipsey Hussle said, right? And he said, like, the difference between myself and the next man is that I didn't quit, right? That you're able to go through so many emotions, so many losses, so many challenges, right? But at the end of the day, you keep on marching, right? And I think that's what life's all about. I think that's what all this journey's about, because I, I lied to you not. You know, like, I smile at everyone's people. I smile at everyone's faces. Everyone thinks everything's going well, but they're not there with me, like, when I'm, like, stressing or overthinking about you know how much far I need to go in this journey, right? They're not there when I'm like doubting myself and saying like, hey, like I can be out in you know another country using my money that I'm investing in my company, you know, traveling the world, doing all these cool things, right? They're not there when I'm tripping myself out. But you instantly gotta live to see another day. You instantly gotta snap out of that and say, hey, like, no, these are the thoughts that the enemy play on you to make you quit. 
You know, the winners won't quit. You know, winners will keep on marching. And winner is not, winning is just seeing another day and still chasing your dream to me. And, and that's the message that I want to leave for people. Like, just keep on marching. Keep, don't quit. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself before anyone does. And I, I surely, surely attest that you will achieve anything that you want in the world. You just got to be patient and stay down for yourself. Thanks so much, Nandi. Again, it was, a, it was a pleasure having you on the platform. That's a mic drop moment right there. Always uh, good to uh, end on some Nipsey. Uh, so with that, sure. you know, I just want to thank uh, our listeners for tuning in to another great episode of the Beyond Normal Podcast.